Hello, my name is Leszek Jaszczewski. Welcome to the Liberal Europe podcast, a European Liberal Forum project. I hope you'll enjoy our program. We are back. Hello, uh, this is Leszek Jaszczewski and this is the Liberal Europe podcast. Um, we're starting the, the new year of recordings and I am very happy that on this occasion uh, I have a good friend from Poland, Piotr Buras, who is the head of ECFR Warsaw, European Council for Foreign Relations and a senior policy fellow there and a great specialist on European politics and, um, and Germany especially. Welcome, Piotr, to the Liberal Europe podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, Piotr, so um, you recently wrote for the ECFR short, um, short analysis, the final countdown, the EU Poland and the rule of law on the, um, on the fact that this is quite possible that perhaps in the end Polish government will uh, accept the decommission European Commission proposals and will implement the reforms or rather will withdraw from so-called reforms they implemented some time ago. But before we get into the details of that, uh, of the internal Polish politics, perhaps it is worth reminding, because not maybe everyone is is following this saga uh, of, of the EU institutions versus Polish government. What is this all about, uh, the, the rule of law problems with, within Poland? You know, in a nutshell, the the problem is about two things. It's about the rule of law and uh, backsliding um, on that front uh, has a very long history. Um, started 2015 uh, with some unlawful changes in the constitutional court and then uh, was followed by a, basically a politicization of, of the Polish judiciary. The Polish government has, in the course of uh, a number of reforms, acquired very strong influence upon the uh, appointment system of judges, disciplinary system for judges, uh, to the extent that the Polish judiciary system no longer complies with the EU requirements and the EU European standard of judicial independence. And that was uh, stated many times by the Court of Justice of the European Union, by the European uh, Court of Human Rights uh, in Strasbourg, and um, and many others in, in international institutions. So, so this is the the core of the problem. The basically the uh, the fact that the principle of judicial independence is not protected uh, in Poland uh, is not in place. And the second dimension of the problem is the is the discussion about the recovery fund and the EU money, which is uh, Poland is key beneficiary um, of this financial scheme. And uh, the money has not been um, distributed uh, in Poland, it has not been released yet by the European Commission exactly because of these rule of law problems, because under the recovery fund regulation, the EU member states um, are expected to comply with certain requirements. And the Polish uh, government committed in the national recovery plan to implement a number of reforms so that at least some basics of the rule of law system are restored. But the problem is that these commitment have not been met. Uh, and this is why the Commission uh, could not release the money for Poland. 
The fact remains that uh, the Polish government, uh, in the knowledge or in the expectation that the Commission would not release this money, um, has not even requested that so far. Uh, so there is a prolonged game between the uh, European Commission and the Polish government. The Polish government uh, uh, or the Polish parliament adopted a law in June, which was supposed to, to meet the requirements of the commission, but it is not sufficient. And as we speak with, um, on, on Friday, the 13th of uh, January, the Polish parliament finally adopted a law which may uh, pave the way uh, for the release of the money. But uh, perhaps we will come back to that, but we will... But the thing is, this this um, in link between the rule of law and the release of the recovery fund money uh, is uh, at the core of this Polish controversy, and uh, the this link to the release of the EU money is the main leverage which the European Commission has had to uh, force um, Warsaw into some compromise or into change, to change the, the law so that uh, the rule of law system is restored. So maybe it's, uh, it's, it's worth mentioning that, uh, as you said, today the new law has been passed in the parliament w- with the support of the opposition uh, with regard to the, to the Polish High Court. Can you tell, tell us kind of briefly what's, why, why it is important and how it may uh, get Poland closer to, to getting the, the recovery funds? This is the second bill uh, regulating uh, the judiciary system uh, adopted by the Polish parliament in response to the commissions or the EU's expectations and, and requirements regarding the rule of law. As I said before, in, in June there was... Uh, another law passed, uh, but uh, it, it was widely seen and there were also some informal assessments by the Commission's officials that it would not live up to those expectations. So that uh, after, uh, in, this, in the summer uh, last year, uh, the Polish government changed its strategy and basically decided to stop any kind of negotiations with the commission. Uh, Kaczynski said that uh, the party leader of the ruling party, PIS, said that uh, no compromises would be possible anymore. And that basically the message from the government and even from the prime minister and, and the main politicians of the party that Poland would not sacrifice its sovereignty as it was framed, um, just in order to get some uh, meaningless uh, financial support uh, from the EU. So there was a break in those negotiations, but in the autumn, the Polish government realized that not receiving this money could be disastrous, uh, both economically and politically. Economically for Poland, because, um, of course, we need this money for investments, uh, for the digitalization, for the green transformation, and for many other, for the for the reform of the health service and and many others, 
but but the other reason why this money is so important for Poland is that our financial credibility would be suffering um, and the interest rates um, on the Polish bonds would be rising in case uh, of the commission freezing this money indefinitely. Uh, so, um, but politically, uh, and it is even more important, the, the PIS decided to seek a compromise because uh, with, the, with the commission again, because it realized that um, in view of the upcoming parliamentary election uh, in 2023, uh, it could prove to be uh, uh, detrimental to the party's interest not to have this money and that they would not be able to explain it to even to its own electorate that this money is not coming. So so there was a reversal of the strategy and um, and the negotiations started again. And then the commission formulated a number of uh, points, uh, concrete requirements which were meant to be um, met by the uh, by the Polish government, of course, all on the basis of the commitments which uh, the Polish uh, government agreed to already in the national recovery plan, which was signed in June. And then we had uh, in in December the the Polish government uh, put forward a bill proposal which uh, became very controversial in the Polish political debate because the government claimed that the wording of the bill was fully coordinated and agreed um, upon with the European Commission and that should this bill be passed in the form as prepared by the by the government, the, the money uh, would be released. While if you look at the bill, and this is exactly the bill which was ultimately adopted today by the parliament, it is obvious that it does not meet uh, these commitments uh, agreed upon between the commission and the Polish government. And this is, and, 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 and it is not only that, the even more fundamental problem is that uh, this bill is uh, obviously unconstitutional. It violates the Polish constitution um, in a quite a fundamental way because it's uh, it makes uh, one of the highest courts in Poland, national administrative court, responsible for dealing with the disciplinary matters, which is simply not in line with the Polish comp- constitution, which clearly defines the uh, competencies and responsibilities of the highest uh, administrative court. And uh, it is also um, not living up to the other important goal, which is compliance with the rulings of the Court of Justice of the European Union. Uh, so uh, in a nutshell, the bill is does not, will not change uh, the Polish judicial system to the better. It will not make it more compatible with the Polish with the European law. It will just in opposite uh, make things even more chaotic and um, and, and as, as I said uh, even more problematic from the constitutional point of view. So the commi- so the opposition uh, w- was facing a, a real dilemma because uh, uh, it is. Uh, it's an open, of course, an open question whether the Commission will really 
respect this law and uh, recognizes the fulfillment of the of the requirements which need to be met. Uh, it is an open question, but of course, for the Commission, the fact that the law is unconstitutional is not so relevant because the Commission will not assess the constitutionality of of the Polish uh, of the Polish legislation. So there is a, of course, uh, a probability, some even high probability, that the Commission will, in the end, uh, wave it through. So the commi- so for the opposition to say no to this bill. Uh, was very risky because it would have been accused, and actually it it was accused already even before the voting by the government of uh, putting the EU money at risk should uh, should it uh, oppose introducing the law. But the opposition, of course, uh, the dilemma was also related to the fact, and this is perhaps something which I should have said at the very beginning, that the government did not have its own majority to pass the bill, because a part of the of the government, the the little party of the Minister of Justice, the Victim Shobro, has opposed any changes to the judiciary system from the very beginning and has not been genuinely interested in any kind of compromise with the commission and not even interested in the in the money coming to Poland because the party is uh, um, openly anti-EU is and it's not interested um, either in, in, uh, in a positive image of the EU as supporter of the Polish economy or in uh, in a success of the prime minister who is the main advocate in the government um, of a compromise with with the commission because the minister of justice and, and the prime minister are n- not really political allies but rather political enemies despite being in the same government so so this uh, the situation uh, the political situation is extremely complex and the opposition uh, but the government needed the votes of the opposition to pass the bill and the opposition uh, did not vote in favor of the bill, but the, the opposition withheld uh, its, its vote, abstained, uh, sorry, the opposition abstained from, from the vote. But uh, since a simple majority was required to pass the bill, the bill was passed. And now the, the Senate, the upper chamber of the Polish government can introduce some changes, but the changes will be most likely rejected uh, by the by the parliament um, and so that we we should expect that this bill is the, the, the basically the final one when it comes what what the parliament can produce in order to uh, comply with uh, with the eu requirements and then there is an open question what will be the ultimate decision of the president duda president duda is uh, politically affiliated with the ruling party with the pis but he signaled already before christmas that he didn't see the new bill favorably but he didn't not for the same reasons uh, which were raised by the opposition but rather because he believed that the not, not that the president believes not that the bill does not go far enough but rather that it goes too far when it comes to um, uh, making concessions uh, to the european union 
the president is afraid that uh, the bill uh, would undermine his uh, constitutional competences when it comes to the appointment of judges, and said that uh, he found this version of the bill unacceptable. But now, I think for the president to prevent this bill from entering into force by vetoing it after both the government and de facto opposition, although the opposition abstained, but by abstaining, de facto supported the bill. While there is such a huge majority in the parliament which de facto supports the bill for the president to to prevent it from entering into force, would be uh, politically, I think, very difficult. But this is, I think it shows the, uh, what I tried to briefly explain, shows the, the, the massive complexity um, uh, of, of this political setup in Poland and, and, the, and a very complex role, also the, the very bill and, and the, the question of the rule of law and the future of the Polish National Recovery Plan play in the in the Polish politics and um, this is of course it needs to be seen uh, against the background of the upcoming parliamentary election in the autumn this year. Piotr, you laid out uh, very well the political implications and the reasons behind why it is such a crucial issue, why it has been raised now by the, by the law and justice. What it's not I think quite clear is that is those changes that's been implemented today, this new law, is it enough to satisfy the demands of the European Commission, in your opinion? Are there important things not in this bill and might be um, it might be raised as an issue once the law and justice decides to formally apply for the recovery funds? Or you think that this dialogue is well advanced and unlike in the last... Uh, uh, in the last attempt in June, this time the, the the government has all the main issues covered, and there is no risk that that will be rejected by the Commission as insufficient. You know, the, of course, this is the key question, because and, and no, nobody really knows. The Polish government claims that um, it, it had received um, assurances from the Commission that uh, this bill would be enough to meet its demands. But there is, of course, no formal uh, statement by the Commission, and they couldn't have been one, uh, uh, that this is the case. So there are some statements, uh, most recently by the Commissioner Didier Reinders, uh, who said that uh, this bill was promising, uh, but in the end, the, the main criterion for the Commission will be the assessment whether the bill improves the situation in the Polish judiciary. The question is, uh, I mean, for, for me and, and for, for a number of judges, legal experts in Poland, it is obvious that you cannot talk about an improvement of the judicial standards in, in Poland uh, should this uh, bill enter into force because of its unconstitutionality, because of the fact that it doesn't solve the problems addressed uh, by the Commission and the Polish government in the National Recovery Plan. One of the key issues is uh, the fact that the Polish judges can be punished, uh, face disciplinary charges, for 
referring to the European standard of judicial independence defined by the Court of Justice of the European Union. Uh, and, and this is one of the key issues which uh, were raised by the Commission. Um, and this is one of the key reasons why the Polish judiciary system does not comply with the EU law. And this problem uh, is not solved with this new bill. And then the question is, uh, how will Commission assess uh, the bill and, uh, and its deficiencies? I think this is, uh, nobody, nobody can really have an answer to that at the moment. But um, I have, I think, quite a sober view of, of what the Commission may do, because the Commission has been extremely um, against the, the, the perhaps w- what the Polish government claimed in the media and in public opinion, that the commission uh, was stealing the Polish money, was under German influence trying to deprive Poland of, of the money we deserved and we, we should get. The commission has been r- extremely inclined to uh, release this money and to have a compromise with the Polish government as quickly as possible and and was even in the in the in the spring last year was I think uh, really ready for a false compromise so was ready to to accept uh, some uh, fake reforms um, offered by the by the PIS but then it had to change its mind or the Ursula von der Leyen as the and the president of the commission uh, she had to back down under the pressure of the European Parliament and the part of the College, uh, where the EU European Parliament and some commissioners, Timmermans, Wexter, Jourova, um, Reinders, uh, they they said, "There's no way we we cannot accept uh, something like this because too much was at stake." But there, so there is also a a um, not only the Polish government is divided when it comes to how to go about uh, this battle. Also, the Commission is not entirely uh, united uh, in that regard. And, and I think my, my concern, actually, is that uh, the Commission may accept the bill as it was uh, adopted by the uh, Polish Parliament, because, uh, as, as I mentioned, the, the inclination to close mm, this file and to get the money spent mm, has always been very, very strong in the Commission. And, and this is probably, from, from Brussels' perspective, a good moment to, to, make a, to, to close the file. So I think um, it might be that, and this is, of course, politically speaking, in the in the uh, election year, uh, it's a very interesting constellation because it might be that uh, at the very moment the Polish opposition and the European Commission basically back down in this uh, in this fight. The PIS has a huge victory and a lot of money, billions of euro. Flowing into the Polish economy and into the Polish budget, just a couple of months before the parliamentary election in the autumn. So, uh, as you may imagine, this is uh, could be a huge electoral gain also for the 
for the, so uh, for the to, uh, just to make sure that that, that everyone uh, understood you're, you're saying uh, that the law and justice even though they changed the 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 criticized and disputed special chamber of the highest court which is dealing with the disciplinary um, procedures of the judges who try to well implement European law basically on the national level or checking the uh, the compliance of the of the Polish national law with the European law you're saying that even though the the structure has been changed uh, by the recent bill the the whole procedure is still possible right against the justices so just by the other means that yes. that's this kind of conclusion right which is not being covered yes because the, the, this new law is extremely chaotic and this law is uh, not only constitutional but it's a very bad piece of legislation because but i think deliberately because there are several provisions of the polish law which allow the basically the minister of justice to go after Uh, Polish judges for applying the EU law and referring to the um, judgments of the Court of Justice of the European Union, which is unacceptable from the EU perspective. So there are several provisions, and some of them were uh, abolished in this new law, but others not. So there is a very important uh, provision of the Polish law, which is uh, widely known as the Muzzle Law, which was not abolished, although it had to be abolished uh, if Poland was to comply with the demands of the Commission and with the EU law. So, And, and this Mazel law uh, basically allows um, the Polish government to, 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 to persecute uh, judges who apply the EU law. And, uh, of course, in some in some cases, but but uh, related to the appointment of judges and, and uh, standards of judicial independence, which is unacceptable. And and I think uh, uh, in disciplinary chamber, because this is of course what what uh, is perhaps the, the notion or the term which is best known in in Europe, uh, it, it was much less important uh, in fact because disciplinary chamber. Uh, was abolished, uh, but the, the the problem was not the chamber itself, or the so the the problem of the disciplinary chamber um, was that uh, not the, the very existence of the chamber, but rather the fact that uh, the judges sitting in the chamber did not comply with the standard of judicial independence. They were uh, the people which were appointed in a in a defective way, and. Uh, And the changes which were introduced uh, by the by the government uh, did not, in fact, improve the situation. And the new bill, uh, which was adopted on Friday, uh, introduces uh, a solution uh, which is none because uh, it's completely unconstitutional. And uh, disciplinary cases of judges will be. Uh, dealt with by um, a court, the administrative court, which, according to the constitution, does not have any competence and cannot have any competence in this area. So, so that's why I think the the constitutional and other uh, concerns related to this bill are are huge. And but there is of course an open question to what extent the commission will uh, also um, respect this concern. 
So, uh, Piotr, to, to, to conclude the, the podcast, I wanted to ask you, how do you see the decision of... So, how do you see the, the, the recovery funds playing uh, out in the uh, election year? Do you think that the opposition support, or at least, well, lack of uh, opposition to this bill was a necessary evil considering that this, is, this bill is, well, far from pre- perfect, perhaps unconstitutional, but effectively also... Uh, well, from the political point of view, kind of ending, uh, at least on the scale, the the whole conflict over the rule of law in Poland, at least from the European perspective, right? At least for, for the mainstream kind of uh, European politics. So that would take it off the table to some extent, at least, and also uh, debate in Poland where the fact that this is, uh, the, the problem of rule of law is uh, effectively blocking the flow of the EU funds, uh, at least the recovery funds, was the main argument for people who are not that much concerned with the rule of law as such, uh, perhaps being the majority of, of Polish population. So even if this money wouldn't be able to make a difference in the elections because, well, basically we were too little time perhaps to spend it, the, the politically the money will be here. The, the, the government can, can boast that the money is available that, uh, that actually they can uh, establish working relationships with the, with the EU. And therefore, one of the main points of the criticism of the government, actually the main one, to be honest, uh, considering that the latest messaging uh, and the, well, from the opposition will be uh, will be defunct. Do, do you see do you see that that could play the major role in the outcome of the elections, or perhaps because we are very much interested and uh, and your uh, well, the, the, the kind of commentary of the people who are in the political debate maybe are exaggerating the role that the discussion about the EU funds plays in the Polish politics that might be not as an eff- effective tool as, as people imagine that those who dislike law and justice will still vote against them and the supporters will still vote for them and the rest of people, the rest of the population will make up their minds in the six months' time during the election campaign. So what's your take on the, on, on the and let's make it the, the, the last point of our conversation, how do you see this play out in the outcome of the, of the ele- national elections in Poland this, this autumn? You know, I think there are a couple of things, and, and, but very briefly, I think uh, my personal opinion is that it was a mistake by the opposition not to oppose this bill. And uh, uh, and that was because, you know, it is uh, really dangerous to, to give de facto support for a bill which is unconstitutional, which uh, does not solve any problems and uh, rather, you know, perpetuates problems, uh, fundamental problems of the rule of law and and even aggravates them. So I, I think that was uh, that was a mistake. But I, of course, uh, understand the reasons why the opposition did that because, it, in fact, it didn't have any um, any good option because opposing the bill, which may open the way to the release of the EU money, would have been. Um, difficult to explain to the voters and could be easily instrumentalized uh, by the government. 
Uh, on the other hand, the, the opposition kind of violated its own principles by, by giving support to this bill. And then what, what are the political consequences? I think um, it will not be decisive uh, when it comes to the um, outcome of the Polish election, but we need to be aware of the fact that it's all not about one issue or huge revolutionary changes when it comes to the um, support for the political parties when it comes to uh, the possible outcome of the election. So it's not that there will be one big question which will be decisive. Uh, and it will be enough for the PIS to improve its current result in the opinion polls by a few percentage points and the outcome of the election could be different than the one we expect today, and today we expect the opposition to win. So even if 2 or 3% per- of the Polish electorate uh, changed its mind or, or gets mobilized uh, to support the, the government because of its victory uh, um, uh, or its success in securing the EU funds, that would be very significant. Uh, so at stake uh, is a lot, and the shifts uh, in the in the public support will will certainly not be massive in the next few months. But even small shifts uh, could prove to be uh, could uh, could prove to be decisive. And so so I think uh, it will be helpful for the for the government. Uh, perhaps it will not be very detrimental to the opposition's popularity, but the government will definitely benefit from this. So if this law passes, which is a big if, because you said about, well, unpredictability of the Andrzej Duda Polish president decision, well, it's, and of course, then there's, of course, the Senate, Polish second chamber, and, and we don't know how exactly the parliament will vote on it, but most probably it will be the president decision. But if this law passes, then potentially EU commission might uh, hold in its hands the result of Polish national elections. And if it decides to compromise on its values and its own uh, demands on, on the of Ursula von der Leyen actually demands three points that were laid out to Polish government that can actually influence, well, negatively in terms at least of, of rule of law, the uh, outcome of the future Polish elections. This is a big, major European decision and we should bear in mind that this bill, it's not fixing rule of law in Poland, it's actually making things more complicated. Uh, Piotr Boras, thank you so much for, for your importance, for your importance uh, insight into this very complex issue. Uh, politically uh, and, and legally. And thank you so much for, for being with us uh, today. Thank you very much, Lesh. It was the Liberal Euro podcast. Thank you so much. My name is Lesh Kiazdeski. Please tune in for the Ricardo uh, next week, until two weeks. Goodbye. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. And if you like what we are doing and want to help spreading the liberal values, please give us a five-star review and share with your friends.